0: Gentlemen, today, well, fuck, I've got a rip-roar for you. I'm joined here inside of the bunker with the man, the myth, the fellowship legend that is Adam Warner. And today, well, we're going to go balls deep on the topic of becoming an alpha male. Something which, in my mind, Adam Warner, what he fucking lives and breathes down to his core. This one, my friend, is going to get controversial and it's going to get interesting quick. Let's get to this.
1: There are a ton of men doing podcasts about business. Or at least they claim to be men. It's time to take off the panties. And let's get real. <laughs> this is the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hunt. If you have a sweet spot for big business horseshit... Or if you're a sucker for bland, boring, politically correct podcasts, you can go ahead and turn this off right now. If you're a man at the helm of your own business, we want to inspire you to make more, provide more, provide provide more, and be more without having to sacrifice it all. You'll get everything from ethically grey tactics to dealing with dickhead customers and all the carnage carnage in between. Let's do it. Welcome to the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton.
0: Fuck me, Adam. I said to Barney this morning at breakfast, he was like, Dad, what are you doing today? I'm like, Barney, I'm recording podcast today. He's like, Who with? I'm like, with one of our fellowship members he's like which one i'm like adam warner and he's like adam the one the one that does all the crossfit i'm like yeah Bob. that's adam that's who i'm speaking today so you my friend are a fucking legend around the breakfast table in our house and i'm excited for today and what it's going to bring
2: thank you it's a pleasure
0: (laughs) mate so shall we kick this thing off and let's give a a little bit of a frame around the the context of this situation because i think out of the men I know, you are probably one of the most fucking open and honest people that I've ever come across.
2: Yeah, it's been very challenging. I would say that dealing with clients, staff, people generally, I suppose, really from that point, <laughs> just the variables that come with that—not easy—and uh, setting up from scratch in the middle of a recession wasn't easy either. As time's gone on, I've I've got divorced. Um, uh, the business has grown. Uh, there's been a hell of a lot of changes I suppose, yeah. probably in that period but yeah I, I probably more the growth of me of becoming I don't know probably trying to become an alpha male I suppose is probably my angle really and trying to be the best person I can I yeah. suppose ultimately and that's where a lot of this comes from. <laughs> so so
0: talk, talk me through Adam you, you mentioned that word alpha male and I'm sure you're like me you're, you're on fucking the internet whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook or or YouTube or whatever the particular choices that word alpha male gets banded about a lot like i'm fucking alpha and you see you see cunts on tv talking about it as well what does that mean to you mate what do you what do you see that as
2: yeah i'm not i'm not talking dickheads i'm talking <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm talking proper people um people that are grounded um in touch with their their, their thoughts their actions um, and everything is in accordance with that so for me it's it's about having all them qualities all the time. You know, I don't want to be screaming ego. Um, I want to keep my ego in track all the time. I want to work hard. Uh, I'd like people to value me as a person by my actions.
0: Mm, That's fucking, that word grounded there, Adam, I think is the first time I've ever heard that word associated with, with the term alpha male. And that couldn't be more on the fucking money. You know, the, you go back to the stuff that you see on social media and everyone takes that word alpha and they then, like you say act like a fucking arsehole or a dickhead it's like they, they use that as a term or a badge of honor that can be like that nah, means i can be a dick to anyone that i like and i can be aggressive and it's like no nah, fuck that it's it's about being a good fucking responsible human being that is there to provide and protect and and sort of like he's committed to his actions
2: yeah absolutely uh, i think we're here to provide for children you know trying to hold down decent relationships with people and um and yeah uh, and achieve our dreams i suppose ultimately yeah. i've got a very good circle of friends around me which hold me accountable every day so it's i'm not going to get off including you charlie so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, fu- it's funny that because not many people i've well my experience th- th- there's not a huge amount of people out there that have that fucking inner circle adam i think especially men that are running and operating at the helm of their own
2: business it can be a lonely fucking place can't it um i, th- I think a lot of that's come from pain uh, ultimately when you act and perform how You'd like to be as a person i think rather than what a lot of people do just to try and get other people happy you end up attracting these people towards you yeah and uh, you know I, I treat people how i want to be treated show up rather than uh you know be, be be another number i think that's the other key so um be present and uh enjoy your life and you, you're only here once and it's not long We've
0: i know fuck it's, don't I? it's short isn't it it's really really short mm. and you start the accountancy practice like uh during sort of like the recession which i'm guessing what 2012 when we talk yeah, about
2: in, uh, 2011 yeah. So, yeah so
0: so talk me through like what the fuck made you go actually kind of recession i i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna set this thing up on mine and let's go out there and make that happen what was that um mindset in your mind like what did that yes
2: it's a bit of a strange one this i, I was working as an fd for a group of companies at the time and um it was a great environment to be in so at that point in time, um, badness really, I jumped ship and I uh, thought, well, I'm going to give this a go. But I didn't really respect the fact that I'd got um, a wife at home at the time with two children under three. Wow. Um, and, you know, literally the next day we're sitting there going, well, hold on a minute, we've got no income. Yeah, it's <laughs> <fuck>. like... <laughs> But I think this is a case of where you sometimes just have to follow your heart. And yeah. um, if you believe it's going to work, it's going to work. And yes, it, the first year was hard. I didn't only earn about 20 grand in the first year and it was painful. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, let's have a go. If you if you lose out and it doesn't work out, then let's go again. So, you know, that's risk, isn't it? It's gambling.
0: Oh, It's 100%. It's a big fucking gamble. And, yeah. um, and, and it's a lot of risk. But that's where a lot of the fucking buzz comes from as well, isn't it? It's like standing on the edge of the cliff and being like, do I fucking jump? Ah, oh, bollocks! It'll be all right. I'm sure. That, I'm sure there's no rocks underneath there. Let's see what
2: happens when we uh,
0: when we hit the water and uh, again. Yeah, it's this fear, isn't it, that stops
2: people from making that move nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I think when you actually realise that fear is created in your own head and not um, by the rest of the world, um, it's down to you to control that. Don't ever procrastinate and get off your ass and get moving. I, I think.
0: I think that's huge, isn't it? And you say that, that dopes it and and there are no excuses. It's like if you either want to do it or you don't want to do it, don't don't bullshit me with the fact that your dog ate your fucking homework. And it's like, no, nah, you made the choice. You chose not to take action on it right now, and that's the reality of the situation.
2: Yeah, I think once you realise you, you're the blame for everything in your life, the reasons that things didn't go how you wanted them to, then everything changes, doesn't it? That is the key to everything. And I think everyone's got to go through a little bit of pain at some point in their life to realise that and actually take that decision to make, make the most of their life. And that's the key for me. Um, it's a non-negotiable now. It's just I can't, I, I won't live in that state anymore. So um, if I'm not smiling and happy and, you know, punching for the ceiling, then what's the point of being <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> it's that, um, there's that Jocko, uh, I'm sure you've read it, Jocko Winning book, like Extreme Ownership. And that that's... That comes down to the crux of this, doesn't it? You are responsible for the fucking actions you take, and you're responsible for the circumstances that you put yourself in. And you talk about leaving uh, the other business to set up your own and you're doing that with with a wife at home and two two young kids under three. For for me, with um, with Emma, um, when our Barney was born, and that sort of like 48 hours after he was born, I'm like, right, I'm driving up the fucking motorway and making dickhead decisions to go and see clients. Like for me, there was always that mental justification that 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 was okay. And when you step back and be like dude, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, accept some fucking responsibility, man up, and let's reflect on this situation and see what's really going on here. Beneath all the fucking bullshit, like, what are you doing wrong and what can you change that's going to make this situation better? Um, And, and I, I think it's hard sometimes for us, especially as men, to kind of go that far and understand what's really fucking going on underneath all the bravado and underneath all the bullshit. What's your experience with that, Adam, or, or what sort of journey did you go through with that?
2: Yeah, so I didn't have a good story really from that point of view. I was in a in a marriage for a long period of time, not in a great place. I think it's probably a good way of putting things. Um, it was painful. I was lost in my own head um, too much noise. It was a painful period and um I, I did get divorced in the end. you know I see my children every other day and uh, every nice. other weekend and stuff so it's I'm pretty much a you know a 50 percent dad really I suppose you know I do struggle at times don't get me wrong, but I think we all do. It's that mindset thing that is absolutely key with all of this is that positivity, it's not listening to the critical mind in your head, you know, those words that are basically stopping you from doing things or telling you you're doing something wrong or whatever it may be and just ploughing on forwards. You now, I've made a lot of mistakes, a hell of a lot of mistakes, and um, I'm very aware of that, you know, probably like you're talking about now, but I think wholeheartedly we all know what the right thing is to do. It's just whether we do it or not. There's a, there's a lot of pressure on men nowadays especially with our uncertainties in the world with regard to finances and income and you know we, we were taught to provide and put food 100%. on the plate for our kids and our wives and all this sort of things and you know give the best lives we can but at what cost that's my question yeah. you know i, I paid the ultimate cost in the end and it's painful and it's very expensive <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know i wouldn't change anything for the world but i probably spent a good 15 years of my life really just ultimately wasting it when i look back at that period and just why didn't i just man up and just be me and um stop trying to keep everybody else happy but yeah you know men men are born men are to be leaders as far as i'm concerned and uh if they don't lead from the front then uh they, they don't like being hidden behind that no. makes sense or or being carried or being restricted or whatever else it might be so we've got to let you know the best bits out of us out into the world and and uh, show people and that's my angle so, so
0: that, what, what's interesting about that Adam you say making that decision and, and taking that responsibility for that decision as well like that's that's a big fucking hard decision hard decision to make what's your thought process as, you, as you're going through that because I imagine there's probably a lot of people listening to this that might be in a similar sort of situation They're they're weighing that shit up
2: yeah it's a tricky one um I, I suppose ultimately come down to whether I was happy or not at that point I was in so much pain that it was a very simple question for me and um it was a bit um, a, a bit random moment and just sort of done it if that makes sense and probably in my heart I knew I should have done it a long time ago but um, I would say to anybody I think you know if he was in that position and that having to make that decision um, my first thing would say is don't leave unless you have to mm. um, I think the first you know looking at that from that perspective is the fact that we need to look at ourselves first um, you know you're 50% re- responsible for your you know half of the relationship um, sort your own shit out yeah. get everything in line get everything sorted in your head be the best person you can if it doesn't work then at that point after having done all that work which is going to take you some time ultimately there is a decision to be made and you know how do I put this it's what's right for you isn't it you know what yeah. the answer is it's an incredibly difficult decision probably what four five years now since that happened since yeah. out and it's not been easy you know especially for the children and all I can do is try and be the best person I can for them and support yeah. them in every way I can and and show up every day and that's my angle and um, if that relationship was right then it will work out won't it from that side of things. so I think you know men nowadays I see so many men that are just so lost in their own heads and they're just not living their their own lives they're not you know they can they can be happy in a relationship they can do the things they want to do and you know and effectively with good communication and understanding and you know balance and fairness and kindness you can you can have pretty much what you like but there's no need to run away you know it's an easy option it's an easy way out and the hard route is effectively to stick with it and make it work isn't it and i don't know I, that's sometimes i'll sit there and think you know perhaps that would have, would have been a better option but at the time i think when you're in a lot of pain and it's just got escalated to a point you know there's decisions you make sometimes that you just have to run with and stick with don't you and that's it. Why, why do you think why,
0: why do you think there are so many so many lost lost souls out there, Adam? What what do you think um,
2: is causing that? Oh, Jesus, difficult one, isn't it? Um, without getting too political, I think there's been a big shift in the um, weight of how perhaps you know me as a generation. I look back to when I was a kid. You know, my dad went to work he used to be out the door at half past four in the morning, he'd be yeah. back at seven o'clock at night, you know, he was exhausted when he got home, he provided, he put money on the, you know, in a, on the table and, you know, did it on your, you know, in your belly, etc. He'd done exactly the right things as a father, but the truth is, at what cost, you know, I used to see him and he was broken most days, you know, he couldn't even speak because he was just yeah. so tired and, you know, that was a normal working day for a man back then, you know, hands on on the tools, you know, whatever it was, etc. and, you know, he'd done his best for us and, you look back, and you know, I, was, I was one of three, and it was hard going. And you've got to take your hat off to the to the hard work that they put in for you. And um, yeah, I think when we look back at all of that, you know, ultimately we've been moulded and we've been put into a into a into a mould effectively by our upbringings. You know, I look at my granddads and my great granddads they all done the same thing. You know, yeah. they was all battling and just trying to exist and survive. And I think you know, with the rise of you know the rise of woman, if yeah, <laughs> if yeah no, hundred percent it's the balance has shifted massively so you know women are very strong now and they, they can pretty much do and have what they want you know and uh it's not not meaning that in a negative form no, but of course it's not. um the man has become quite crushed I suppose as a result of it because he's you know he's had his wings clipped and um I think a lot of men struggle to know where to exist <laughs> in this world I think you you mentioned it a couple of times, today, Adam. That
0: word accountability, like that's it's a big fucking thing. i like, I like being held accountable. I like to hold other people accountable. I think it's I think it's extremely extremely powerful.
2: Yeah, I, I think during my period of pain and regrowth, if you want to put it like that, um, I was looking for something that I could test. Um, how do I put it? Probably test my resolve. I wanted yeah. something that would push me every day, that would take me out of my comfort zone, and I would feel that I was doing something I hadn't done the day before. Yeah. And I found CrossFit and um, I just loved the fact that it was so difficult. Um, I remember walking in there the first day and absolutely getting blown to bits. You know, <laughs> I was just, just absolutely just thinking, what on earth am I doing here? But, you know, looking at these people walking around the gym that were doing chin-ups and muscle-ups and yeah. oh, just you know, and lifting huge amounts of weight and God knows what else. And, and now that gave me inspiration. So I want to be one of them and I want to be able to do that. And I, it's brutal absolutely there's no time for wimping out there's no time for moaning um you know you can think like what you like in your head but you won't have two minutes to think about it (laughs) you're you're just going to be in pain so um you know the the, the trainers i've got just literally will just push you to your nth degree and you know i'm 46 now and I don't know. I, I like the fact that I can sort of try and keep up with a mid twenties, thirty year olds, etc. And uh, you know, it's it's great fun when you can do that and they look at you and go, Wow, you know, it's uh it's a nice feeling and your adrenaline's absolutely thumping out your you know, out your head if that makes sense.
0: I think there's there's no greater demonstration of when you think you're at your limit, you are nowhere near your fucking limit and, and you can keep going. I'm sure you've had this. I remember one time, um fuck, we were training training for hockey and it was like this old chip and sawdust gym, this like the Fucking ACDC like blaring from the speakers, like stone concrete wall that's just oozing in fucking steroids and testosterone, Brilliant, just like yeah. dripping dripping down this thing, and I'm in there probably i doing doing leg day, um, at what I thought was a was a reasonably tough workout and making noises and loading bars up and all that sort of thing. And of the gym was a guy called Naz, and Naz was a fucking beast, absolute animal of a guy, and he comes over and he's like, "Charlie, do you want me to sort of like spot you today?" I'm like, "Naz, that would that would be amazing, mate." Um, at which point I didn't realize when he said spot me, he meant he was going to fucking beast me for the next 45 minutes. Mm. So I, I forget what the plates were on the side, but he starts adding like plate and we do like another five reps and he puts more plates on and another five reps. And I am literally going, Jesus Christ. And he's like, one more. So you drop, push the bar up. He puts another plate on. And I have never lifted so much weight in my entire life. I was literally throwing up. And Nas is like, keep going. I'll get the fucking bin. You can you can be sick in the bin. It's, it's going to be all right. And... We finished off, I think, the last set, uh, put the bar back on the uh, on the rack there, and my legs just fucking gave way, mate. And up until that point, I was like, I am working my legs as hard as I can work my legs. And I'm like, they have they have been worked 10, 20, 30, maybe and 50 times harder than they've ever been worked in my entire life. And that was having someone there going, just focus on the next one. All we're going to yeah. do is one more. One more. One more. more. Sure. One yeah. more one more and before you know it you're 20 30 reps down the line and it's it's interesting i think that lone wolf mentality which seems to be taking a lot of um what's the word getting a lot of traction in terms of like i could do this on my own i can i can i can, I can fucking go out there and I'm like the, the the older i get the more i become acceptance of the fact that there has never been such a dumb fucker in my entire life and oh. that we we are all better off whether that's together or in a group, it's why we always fucking hunted impacts. But with other people by your side, other men by your side, whether it's business, whether it's fucking exercise, whether it's workout, we can achieve so much more. It's phenomenal.
2: Um, I'm a massive advocate of that. Um, you know, we're men. We like socialising. We like being around other men. And when you take that away from us, we're uh, we're pretty much useless. I yeah. think it's a good way of putting things. So there's a reason we go down the pub. There's a reason we go to football or whatever else we do, etc. in groups. Um, we need that time together. And, um, you know, as much as I love women like, and most other people, it's, how do I put this, you have, must have that time together. You must have it, you know, and that's why One Man Empire is so great and talk about stuff that you just wouldn't talk about to anyone else, purely because no one else gets it. And it's yeah. as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, simple stuff, really. But um, yeah. Just be who you are and uh, don't you want to be something you're not.
0: Okay, gentlemen. So, quick side note. Look, with what we got going on here, I've been forging self-made Men in Fast since 2015, so obviously what we do here and within my groups, well, it just fucking works. Needless to say, because of that, we're pretty much locked out most of the year and with a waiting list. However, good news for you today, right now, well, I'm temporarily opening up a couple more spots inside of one of my groups, the Alliance. Meaning today, this, my friend, is your opportunity to take a seat around the table. So... If you want to come and join this brotherhood of smart, ambitious men who can sleep safe at night knowing that they are prepared to punch each and every single day square in the fucking face, no matter the tornado of ship, then, my friend, your next step is simple. Head to applyforyourseat.com and submit your urgent application right now. You, you talk about there, Adam, about, um, uh, about freedom and that, that sort of thing. Talk through what what you did over the summer. Talk through that that journey that you went on there.
2: Yeah, I, I think for a number of years, I've been trying to build a business that isn't 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 focused around a location. But yeah, this summer, um, after meeting with you, wasn't it, um, I was getting a bit, a little bit frustrated, generally, with life and things not developing, perhaps where I wanted them to be and stuff. And you just said said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to go on holiday for the whole summer. Yeah. And you just looked at me and just went, well, why don't you do it? And I went, well, let's do it then. So I'd literally booked the flights, literally, I think, within 24 hours. And I was off to Ibiza for the whole summer. And, um, you know, my happy place, I would Work from sort of 10 in the morning until three or four in the afternoon on my laptop. Um, just hired an apartment out there in the end and and worked, chat with a team and clients and got those hours every day and got the work done. Um, become very, very efficient in that small amount of hours, uh, quite interestingly. and realized Talk, talk that me perhaps, through that. Yeah, just uh, I think where you're not distracted... Um, you know, we've got an office um, with a decent team in it and there's a lot of noise and a lot going on all the time. And I think as a business owner, you're always sort of listening out and being you know, conscious of what's going on in the room and making sure that people are doing what they should be doing. And uh, I think being ring-fenced out there, I, I was given a, a platform, I, I suppose, really, just to be able to get my head down and get on with things. And yes, it, it needed a lot of motivation and stuff, et cetera, but it was great. And the motivation was that at three o'clock, I was going down the beach Right. um spent two or three hours down there it's just chilling out and a few beers or whatever but it's a classic example really of how much we hold ourselves back in our heads and tell us tell ourselves we can't do stuff for me it was a case of just moving goalposts a little bit really I have my children one week on our to- on and off basically over yeah. summer holidays and I detect wife, well, I said look I want to go away for three, in three four weeks and basically can I slot them all together and yeah uh, that's what we've done basically so and they liked it as well, so it was good. It was a great learning curve. Um, I think it it was a good test on the team. It was quite yes. interesting. Um, so, so, talk, talk they... me through.
0: How, talk me through how that went. So, so yeah. how, how how big's the team, Adam? It's what four, five people?
2: Yeah, there's five, there was five in the office. I think me not being there allowed them to probably make decisions without having fear of making them. Perhaps it's yeah. probably a good thing. And I think as business owners, I think we're all guilty of that. Of you know. Been a little bit control freaky. That makes sense. You know, us, we we had technology. We were talking on Teams every day, and you know, we're easily contactable. No problems there. But it was almost a case where we didn't need that after a while. You know, the first week was yeah. very sort of hands-on. Second week less, and third week, you know, less, and the fourth you know, hardly anything at all. So it worked well. Um, do, you,
0: do you think, Adam? If they if they if the team didn't know, I don't I don't know if customers knew. Do you do you think anyone anyone noticed the fucking difference that you're out there? No, so. Mate, all, all that's all the, amazing, the,
2: isn't it? all my clients didn't have a clue really um, yeah not so a couple I told deliberately because obviously there's, there's those sort of people that would fight yeah. in that sort of that angle and uh yeah I, I literally told people when I got back and they you know they, they was really you know I was like, <laughs> yeah, did, you, did you not realize and they was like no so it just shows you really that you know we have got all the resources at our hands and if we don't utilize this stuff then we can't enable our dreams can we so um, don't get me wrong. I think I was glad to get back at the end of the month. It was a it was a hard month in the. I can imagine. Jesus stuff, Christ. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so,
0: so in, in terms of setting that thing up there, Adam. I mean, um, what what do you think was the the biggest key in in order to be able to make that make that apart from the mental fucking switch in terms of going this this is possible from from an operation standpoint, what uh, what gave you the ability to, uh, to 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 make that happen? I suppose.
2: Yeah, I think we, we run a very well-oiled machine. Um, we've automated uh, probably 85%, 90% of our business now um, with effective workflows. So it's uh, a very easy progression, I suppose, really, from so that point of view. Let, let
0: me just stop you there, yeah. mate, because I, I think yeah. um, what, what's really, you, you mentioned the word there, like automation and workflows. And and whenever I bring that stuff up, people are like, Phew. Oh fucking automation! Yeah, Trou- trouble is we don't we don't operate a factory and, and we're a service business. Uh, we're a service driven business. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around that word automation. So just um, just just talk through when you say automating workflows, just so people are clear. Like what what, what does that look like in your business, Adam? It's, um, so people can probably relate to that a little bit
2: more. Yeah, I suppose we take it for granted now, don't we? We talk like this, but yeah, just it's it's basically mapping out the steps and the processes that would take you from A to B to get something delivered so yeah. if it's i don't know preparing a set of accounts in our situation there would be a, a, there's a lot of steps to be honest with you of people realize this but there's an awful lot of work done there and uh step by step it's a case of making sure that everything gets done in the same format and the same process and nothing gets missed um human beings are horrendous for uh, dodging things or forgetting bits or whatever <laughs> else it might yeah. be but the great thing with automation in, in some of the systems we're using is effectively that when we trigger a next step to say, right, okay, you know, we've got a roadmap, I suppose, really, from how we're going to get from yeah. here to there. And uh, along that way, we have to trigger certain things to kick off and it maybe be it generates an email or a letter or, um, you know, another automation. Um, there's a hell of a lot that can be done. So it gives structure to people's approach. So um, it, it just allows me to output, the same things if I was doing it. Yeah. And um, not somebody, you know, somebody else making their own decisions on it to a degree. You know, we come out with a derived outcome every time that's very high quality and giving us the reputation and name that we've got. And um, I love it. It's uh, it's allowed me to be free of worrying. I think is probably the ultimate thing. So
0: that that um, free of worry, that that fucking confidence piece is huge, isn't it? Especially if we start going, we're operating in different time zones and and different countries. To be on, um, in a well, on the fucking beach, literally in Ibiza at three yeah. thirty in the afternoon, and have the confidence still that the team are still getting tasks delegated to them, that they're still going through that stuff and stuff still getting picked up. That that must be fucking mentally. I mean it's 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 freeing isn't it
2: it is freeing yeah it's um, it's, it's ultimate freedom isn't it really at that point I've always wanted a business that would uh, you know ultimately I'd we laugh about this but I want to pick my laptop up at nine o'clock in the morning and see how much money I've got in a bank account and touch base on a couple of people and you know that's me done you know an hour later I'm done for the day yeah and that's my dream and um, if I can get to that place in this lifetime then uh, I'll be very very happy man and it's these big steps that allow you to realise that you are actually getting somewhere so um it, we will get there we will get there <laughs> you
0: talk you talk about people they're the things that fuck the whole thing up whether it's customers whether it's employees headaches is uh is, is uh, what's what i'm looking for normally born out of people in one way shape or form aren't they it's people and Mate,
2: that's what we're that's what we're dealing with
0: <laughs> yeah well you're you're fucking ruthless you're like i am when it when it comes when it comes to like dickhead behavior uh adam from a from a customer standpoint you i mean you're like me you just won't fucking tolerate it and for a lot of us growing up, there has been whether it's in management's books or whether it's it's like the customers always right. The customers always right, and in my experience, the customer's always a fucking idiot and doesn't know what they want or what's the the right thing for them. How do you sort of like make sure that you're in control of that situation and um, with, without being a complete yeah, cunt? I suppose
2: it's, it's, it's you know we need to take ownership and responsibility for that process, and a lot of it comes down to educating yeah. and. Um, you know often accountability kicks in there for me and i will be very blunt with them and say look you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and they don't like it sometimes other people take it very well and go okay i'll raise my game and you know we crack on so it's yeah it's a hard one you know don't get me wrong I, there's a very simple question in my mind when it comes to dealing with customers and um if i'm not happy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, working with them then i don't work with them anymore you know they're making me stress so if i'm going home worrying about it if I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning worrying about that person and what they're doing it ends very very quickly so um this life's very short I said it earlier but we, you know we're only here once and i, I don't need that crap in my yeah. life. It's other people's shit,
0: and they can get on with it. As far as I'm concerned, I've, I've got a uh, an old mentor of mine, and he used to live and die by the phrase. It was like, if I wake up thinking of you three mornings in a row, and I ain't fucking you, you've you've got to go. Like, like, like you yeah, you're too it's much, a three no rule, is not it? Yeah, yeah, three nos
2: and you're out. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. I mean, is it, 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 it sounds it sounds dead.
0: Like when you say it like that, though, Adam, it it makes it sound so fucking simple. Do you know what I mean? It's like I just want to work with people that say stick to doing what they say they're going to do expect something fair and it's like when when did that become so fucking difficult to um to accept it's
2: madness isn't it you've just you've just got to set yourself some rules you? uh, i and agree 100 you know, percent. code of conduct t- this is this your, is what the fuck we do your employees need rules you know you need rules you know i've got code of conduct the way i operate. you know I, when i get home at night etc i put my phone down i'm not touching my damn phone it's been ringing all day i've had communications on it all day if i pick that up i'm going to get caught into the trap again and i'm going to end yeah. up doing work and i don't want to do that so that's my time so you know, we've got to create rules and we've got to stick to them, haven't we? At the end of the day, And if we don't do that, we're going to end up in the same pot that everyone else is in, with overthinking and overload and overwhelm and God knows what else, etc. And you know, I'm not going there again. It's yeah. not happening. So, talk,
0: talk me through. So, you, you got your rule there about so phone goes off uh, since you walk through the house.
2: Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. That's, it mm. makes a big difference, that doesn't it?
2: Yeah, um, it's yeah. You know, I, I'm quite happy using it for work. It's a brilliant tool, but ultimately, you know. I'm not wasting my life sitting on that thing. I don't know this, uh, the whole thing about uh, business owners, are, you know, not having uh, a designated working time and they're working 24 hours, seven days a week, all that sort of stuff. You know, we're, we're, we're human beings. We're not capable of working yeah. seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We need sleep, we need food, we need rest. You know, you know, I think when I was working at in our beef for this year, I just thought, well, if I can work on a, a five day or five hour day, And achieve what i was achieving in eight hours when i'm back in the office and probably earning more money than what i was when i was working sitting in the office as well Uh, you know why would you want to do that you know and i think (laughs) you've got to hold yourself accountable to this sort of stuff you know it's you know it'd be interesting when i get back in a a, another long-term relationship etc about how i hold myself in that because you know i'm going to hold the other person accountable as well in these situations and you know, you, you, what's what's the point in sitting there? You know, I see people sitting there texting each other in the same room. At that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, <they> like, <laughs> but me... me seriously, never... I just just wake up and smell the flowers. What are you doing, people? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we always joke like we may never go out. We went out for um. Uh, we went out for, for lunch. It was me, Emma, and Barney, a fucking restaurant in town. Same restaurant, like, to get some brunch type thing. And there's this couple, like, just over the over my shoulder here like this. Mm-hmm. And Em keeps looking at me. She's like, like, I'm like, <laughs> As in, like, have, have a yeah. fucking look. So I, I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to see what's going on. And it's fucking hilarious. So young couple, clearly on, like, a first date. And you can tell by, like, a little bit of body language and, and yeah. how they're fucking sat and talking to each other. And I, I kid you not, Adam, they're both sat there, right, with the phones out first date, fucking looking at each, looking, well, glancing at each other while looking at the phone, and me and Em, like you just said, 100% fucking convinced, they're probably sat there texting each other, or sending little social media, sat here first date, together, quick photograph, and then, uh, and then it's like, what the fuck's going on with this? It was unbelievable, it's like you've come out all this way, and you're just glued to your fucking screen, sat across from another human being that you're meant to be enjoying some time with, it makes no sense whatsoever.
2: We was in the bar the other night, and uh, we was having a, a wind-up, we was all having a few drinks, and uh, a friend of mine actually admitted that he sits here and texts his missus while they're in bed together. <laughs> and, they're, and they're sitting out in bed, messaging each other next to each other. Really? I just really thought, I just said, I said, you know, a bedroom's for two things. And that's it. <laughs> Not a mobile phone. Sort it out. I just, what is the matter with people? Seriously. Oh, man. That is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's just living in the moment, isn't it? And it's uh, concentrate on that second that you're alive, in you know, that exact moment in times. And it's just a choice. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be sad? Um, you know, we can all get caught up in our own minds and caught up in our own shit, but let's let's crack on and make something in like this world. I think if not more people done it, it'd be a much happier place. And um that's my angle anyway.
0: How how long did it take you to fucking realise that? When when do you think that moment was where you're like, right, this is this is how I need to start living and how I need to start operating now and, and moving
2: forward? Yeah, I think look, in all honesty, I think you need a trigger, whether it's a death of a person or a failed relationship or whatever else it may be. Um, it needs to be extreme and it needs to hurt really badly to the point that you say, I'm not willing to carry on like this. And I suppose divorce was that for me. Um, I think it was more a case of trying to find myself at that point rather than perhaps a divorce in, in, in to- total reflection, but that was the painful bit. And when you make that decision to effectively go forward and put the work in to be the best person, best human being you can be, um, because, you, you know, you deserve that. And, um, you know, why would you not want to do that? And um, I think once you once you get that mindset in the right place of, you know, all I want to do is be happy because that's ultimately what's about, you know, I've lost an awful lot of money assets and, you know, uh, friends and well, what I thought was friends and mm. family and God knows what else when you get divorced. And, you know, you, you, there's a lot of loss there, if that makes sense from that point, which was all familiar and safe to you and not necessarily that you still need it, but it's something different. It's changed, isn't it? And managing that at that point is difficult. And, with that undivided decision to, you know, effectively be the best you can, it's it's an easy one. And um, I, I think it comes down to that. And once you get into this positive mindset, you don't have negative thoughts or um, a negative perspective on the world. And uh, all of that doesn't come into it anymore. You just crack on, push forward and, uh, you know, tomorrow's another day and every minute's another day. And it's an opportunity in my world. And let's make the most of it wherever you are.
0: Well, gentlemen, holy fuck. For me, and I think inside of that golden shower, there were two big takeaways. Takeaway number one, Adam's definition of the word alpha male, especially in an age when you have a look at social media and there's so many fucking arseholes using and banding that word around. And I think Adam's definition of that, which he narrowed down to just one word, was spot on. That word, grounded. A grounded man that's in touch with his thoughts and is in touch with his actions. Takeaway number two, the fact that Adam had the balls... To be like, fuck this. I want more out of life. In fact, wouldn't it be amazing if I could take the summer off and if I could go and run my business from Ibiza while I was having the time of my life? And I think for me, what's instructive about that is how many people sit there and think, you know what? It would be really, really cool to be able to run and operate my business from anywhere. Yet the factor of the matter is most people don't have the courage to take the next step and just fucking try it and see what happens. I think Adam was proof in the pudding that actually if you set the business up in the right way, if you put the systems, if you put the process and you put all that stuff in place, holy shit, the world becomes your oyster. Adam got four weeks away, got to enjoy the sunshine, got to enjoy the lifestyle and in fact, the business ran smoother while he was out of the country. If that doesn't say it all my friends, I don't know what does. Anyway, that's been enough from me and I will catch up with you guys on the
1: next episode. Listening to to the the One one Man man Empire Empire Show with with Charlie Hutton. Hutton. Congratulations. You made it to the end without becoming a snowflake and sobbing like a little girl. We're glad to have you. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time for some real, raw honesty. On On the the One Man man Empire Empire Show with with Charlie Hutton. Hutton.